0: This is The Stash, and you're listening to the Business Bottom Line Podcast, coming to you from the jewel city of the mountains, Greenville, Tennessee. We're in the foothills of the Smokies talking business with people just like you who are responsible for the bottom line, sharing business tips to inspire, inform, and improve, and turn your bottom line from red to black.
1: hello
0: Jason Jason hi Bill Richards here
1: hey how's it going
0: doing well doing well uh thank you I'm gonna give you a little introduction and we'll just we'll just go at it I know you got a lot of information that we need to hear
1: yeah uh, yeah he he certain thing we're well
0: we're we're talking to small business owners i'll just set it up this way we're always talking to small business owners so Mm -hmm. so things that are appropriate for them to be concerned about as we walk through just a couple introductory questions uh ways that uh you can help them uh see risk and uh, talk about what you do that's kind of where we'll go with the conversation okay
1: yeah sure yeah sounds great
0: all right all right uh well uh Tonight, we're welcoming a special guest to the Business Bottom Line podcast, Mr. Jason Miller. He's the owner of Unbound Digital uh, and uh, provides business IT solutions uh, in Johnson City and all across the area. That's home base. Uh, been serving uh, Tennesseans since uh, 2000. Uh, wow, almost a quarter of almost a quarter of a century there, Jason. Uh, yeah, really. And uh, works with small businesses in in all sizes, not to categorize him, but provides the cybersecurity and uh, all types of IT solutions. And he's been taking care of us uh, for the last uh, couple of years or so. And uh, I know that uh, he is married with a couple of boys who are uh, ten and twelve. Is that right, Jason? That's correct. Uh, Yeah. And, uh, he is, uh, and is, uh, now Rachel works with you in the company. She's the CFO. Is that right?
1: Uh, yes, she's our CFO and takes care of all the money.
0: All right. Well, it's good to have someone that you trust in that spot, isn't
1: it? Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. It's her background as a, you know, CPA firms and stuff like that. It's really benefited us very well to have you know that kind of knowledge here and to uh, you know, being uh married to her, you know, it's trust is there. So uh a lot,
0: so. <laughs> it surely does. It surely does. Well, let me ask you this question now, right off the bat. Android or iPhone?
1: Definitely Android.
0: Definitely Android. Okay. man after my heart. <laughs> uh, you know, I always ask that, and people uh people are always one or the other. It's never like I don't know, you know. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah, so yeah. It, it, what you get on the platform hard to change, isn't it?
1: yeah yeah, it really depends on what you're used to and things like that I mean uh, being in the tech world Android is a little bit more uh, allowing of things and some apps and stuff that we run to do network scans and some other stuff that we do as a business so uh, iPhone likes to take away the ability to do things on their platform that we like to do <laughs> uh, so that's why they give you choice you know and you go. iPhone I, I don't I don't put down either one of them you know it's it's a choice. Sure just like a Ford or Chevy or anybody else, you know, it's, it's always a choice. So.
0: Well, there's different strengths and weaknesses for sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Well,
1: tell me, uh, are you a reader? Uh, No, I'm, I'm, I'm a big podcast guy. I don't really have time to sit yeah. down and read. So okay. I listen to a lot of podcasts.
0: Not a reader. Well, uh, I usually ask if there's a favorite book or, or a book that's really important to you. But so tell yeah. me uh, if there is, and then you can add to it one of your favorite podcasts that you listen to as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, uh, you know, I don't read, but I do audible. Uh, so, uh, all the Mike McCallowitz uh, books are really well, you know, profit first and, uh, toilet paper entrepreneur and, uh, you know, several of his other books are really great. Uh, also the E Myth is a really good book, uh, several business books there. Um, and podcasts, I listen to a lot of tech podcasts. So I don't know if anybody else would be interested in those, but, uh, I business podcast and, uh, some of the Mike tech show and, um, few others there. and listen to about 20 different ones. So I'll go out of them, but those are probably a couple of my favorites. So
0: so you sound like you're taking in info regardless of where you are pretty much all the time.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. If I'm in the car, I'm usually listening to a podcast, you know, some, some days okay. like to jam out on the radio, but, uh, you know, kind of keep the knowledge flowing. So
0: yeah. Yeah. Utilizing all the times of the day, every moment. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, uh, any hobbies that you enjoy in your your spare time. I know you don't have a lot of spare time with what you do, but
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, my biggest hobbies are, uh, of course I'm a computer guy. So, uh, computers kind of flow with that, uh, kind of back, uh, in 2000, my hobby was computers and turned into a business. So, uh, I still <laughs> like messing with computers a little bit and that's kind of turned into, uh, more of gaming with my kids. I, I probably wouldn't ever game on a computer, uh, nowadays if, it, if I didn't have kids, but you know, something we can do together. Um, and then the other hobbies are really just um, doing things with our family. I mean, it turns into basketball, baseball, love baseball. So, uh, you know, really like to get outdoors with the kids and play with that and uh, enjoy that a lot. So,
0: yeah, yeah, that's, that's great. It's great to enjoy things that the kids are interested in. Sometimes that's a little tougher than others, but it sounds like you've got it figured out.
1: Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, let's, let's talk about what you do. Give us, give us a little bit of background of how you got into your business and how the business started. And then we'll talk about what it is you do. And, and I know there's lots of things that people are going to want to hear about.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I got into business just because I was good at computers and, you know, just a kid, I took away part VCRs and TVs and freaked my parents out a little bit, you know, messing with <laughs> electronics. So I always tinkered. Um, but then, um, 2000, I kind of looked up a, you know, got a name for a business and kind of started piddling a little bit with some home computer repairs. And and then uh, one of my buddies actually um, worked at a company and he's like, hey, you're really good at this. Why don't you come over to my company and talk to my boss? I need some help. So that's kind of what really got me started is he got me in there and uh, started talking to them. And so, uh, you know, I had a full-time job. I was working in the engineering field doing mechanical design and stuff, uh, machine, you know, simply line automations and stuff like that. So wasn't always in computers. And so, uh, but I did that after work because most of those jobs I got off at three o'clock and I go work on computers after that. And, um, just kind of, uh, start doing that. And, um, in the uh, engineering world, you get laid off quite often. So uh, <laughs> I got, you know, uh, steel prices went up and all kinds of other craziness. So, uh, business was really, you know, kind of part time from 2000 to 2006 was, uh, you know, our it was part time and I was doing it as, a side a side project or side job, and then uh, 2006 I got laid off for the last time. I said I'm done, so decided <laughs> to go see if I could make it full time and uh, just do it. And uh, so uh, it ended up doing it. Uh, luckily, had several business clients uh, by that time, and then uh, that they kind of kept me going, and you know just growing it from there. And you know started off with just me out of uh, my wife now, but girlfriend's house at the time. Her dad let me use the upstairs of her house to repair computers and stuff, and um, <laughs> so we started off there in the, on the folding table in a pink and purple chair, and now uh, that pink and purple chair goes with to every location we've been at, kind of the symbol <laughs> of the start of the beginning, you know, but yeah. um, and uh, my wife won that chair, so that's why it kind of travels around with us, but um, <laughs> either way, uh, you know, we basically run the business. We now have uh, 17 employees and, uh, you know, we take care of hundreds of people's IT in the area uh, on a ongoing monthly basis, and then we probably have a few hundred more that we take care of on a what we call a break-fix basis where we Mm -hmm. just they call us when they need this type thing so
0: right right wow that's that's quite some growth in uh what roughly 15 years there oh yeah 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 amazing well in today's world uh everybody's concerned about Cybersecurity and and uh, protection for both their systems and their online presence and all that. So let's talk a little. Just talk to us a little bit about the risk from your point of view for small business. Uh, and and that doesn't have to be uh, as small as I am, but certainly in that world of uh, smaller places that may not have an IT department themselves,
1: uh, which yeah. I, you provide that for us yeah exactly i mean we're basically an outsourced it company so we we help people businesses with one computer all the way up to businesses that have close to 300 computers mm. and you know 50 locations nationwide i mean it's it's we're kind of all over the place there as far as helping customers out but uh it doesn't matter if you're that one person one computer company or you're for the you know a thousand computer company it doesn't really matter uh you have to have good cybersecurity practices and everybody goes what the heck cyber security i keep hearing buzzwords all that stuff but Basically it's just protecting your stuff properly um, and making sure that everything's in place to do that. Uh, a lot of insurance companies nowadays are really cracking down on people and uh, they're becoming our best friends. So I'm trying to get people, you know, in line because mm-hmm. um, uh, with insurance companies they are uh the questionnaires they send now are actually kind of aligning with what should be happening in the industry. And right. a lot of people are still behind. Uh, but as far as um, you know, cybersecurity, I mean, it's not just, um, you know, I was talking to a guy the other day, and I said, this isn't the 1990s anymore. You can't do your own IT. There's just too much to keep up with. Used to, you slap a little antivirus on a computer, run some updates every once in a while, you're good. Mm -hmm. Uh, But now, uh, just like anything else, the computers were barely a thing in the 90s, and uh, hardly anybody had them, but now everybody has them. And there's so much more attacks and stuff out there nowadays, and people getting hacked, information stolen, and it's not just, uh, you know, ransomware where it encrypts your files, but now it's ransomware plus extortion. Um, you know, one of the biggest hacks that happened here recently comes to mind is uh, NVIDIA, which is a graphics card company. they broke in their network, and, you know, they have tons of cybersecurity guys, and uh, they're pr- really well protected. they broke in their network, stole all their, you know, intellectual property, stole a bunch of customer data, and said, hey, pay me some money uh, if you want to get your files unencrypted and then, too, if you don't pay us the money, we're going to release all your code and all your stuff that's proprietary stuff to your business, you know, out to the web where anybody can see it. So, uh, you know, and we've seen um, doctor's offices where they get their patient's information stolen and, you know, they basically extort them and say, if you don't, you know, pay us money, <laughs> you know, I don't care if you pay us to get your files back or not, but now if you don't pay us to get your files back, you're not, you're also going to release your, all your patient information. Uh, oh, yeah. uh, so they'll have Full information to steal people's identities—they're just going to put on the web. Wow! So it's not—it's not just worrying about getting your files encrypted anymore. It's about the way your business is going to look yeah. and the way your business is going to have to react uh, whenever something like that happens. I mean, it's getting a lot more dangerous. I mean, used to you got your files encrypted, and that makes for a really bad day. And if you can recover from that as a business and still run, you're doing good. Uh-huh. Uh, but now, if you get all your patient information or customer information released out there. I mean, mm-hmm. if you're a home loan company, you know, uh, some sort of dentist, lawyer, doctor, I mean, any of those people really have a lot of information on the person. Yes. Enough to steal identities, enough to, you know, people take out loans and credit cards and their names or and, and ruin their, you mm-hmm. know, basically identities. Uh so you really have to protect your stuff properly. Uh some of the things we do out there, it's not just a antivirus and done. Uh, But we use, um, you know, going back to the basics, we use a next generation uh, EDR product, which stands for Endpoint Detection Response. And most of your insurance questionnaires now are asking if you have an EDR product in place. And if you don't, (laughs) you have to get that. Or, you know, you may suffer consequences from companies paying for, Mm -hmm. you know, a claim or something if you were to get infected. Um, And I'm glad to see that on these forums and stuff uh, because it's really what people should be doing. Um, you know, and then you have to have a multi-layered defense. If you have a business, it pains me no more than anything to see somebody running a home, you know, router in their business. You really need a security appliance if you're running a business. Right. Um, you know, Netgear routers. Uh, if you just Google Netgear router vulnerability, you'll see a hundred of them, mm-hmm. and that's that's a popular router. It's used at home. You don't want that in your business. I mean, it makes it so easy to steal information. Uh, so you really want a good quality you know, perimeter, firewall. Uh, we do all kinds of uh, other things out there, too. If <laughs> you can't go over all of them, you know, DNS filtering, uh, patching, mm-hmm. monitoring. Uh, we, we now do some stuff with uh, what's called a SIM and SOC. So it's kind of next level, uh, where it's actually monitoring every event, everything happens on every computer. And it's going back to a Security Operations Center where people are actually seeing every event, and if there's anything triggered on that, we can react and mm-hmm. stop it. Uh, so that's, that's more of a high level security. We usually do that for people that have, you know, a lot of compliance and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And, um, if you have these things in place, you usually don't have problems. Uh, but if you don't have any kind of security in your business, then you'll end up having a large problem. sooner or later, it's just a, just a waiting game. So,
0: yeah. And, And just talking about that can scare you to death as a business owner. So, uh, and, and you, uh, you can offer, uh, consultation to help people understand where they are and things to put in, in, in a priority
1: order to start addressing this. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, a, if anybody wants to call me, you know, we're more than happy to do a free evaluation we walk through their business and see what all they have and kind of give, uh, you know, suggestions on what we could do to make it better. Um, you know, we're not, we don't have any salespeople, so we're not out there to sell you the, you know, everything under the sun, you know, we're right. just there to get you the proper solution for your size business. And, uh, you know, if you have a compliance or something like that, you know, you have to have more security than if you're a business that doesn't have, uh, mm-hmm. you know, some sort of compliance. Uh, but it's never a bad idea to have full security on any business, Right. but, uh, you know, it does add to cost as far as, you know, what you're doing is how far you go. So,
0: Well, it, uh, th- this is a kind of thing that comes under the old adage of pay me now or pay me later. Uh, sometimes you can save a uh, hundred dollars now and it'll cost you 10,000 later, uh, <laughs> exactly yeah exactly. yeah so so it's important yeah. uh like you were saying people who are uh, following those protocols and have those things in place tend not to have the problems in the first place so uh, exactly
1: exactly and it's not just about a problem uh, typically when an end user sees a problem on their computer you know we could have stopped that or prevented that or had something in place before that you know become mm-hmm. a large problem uh so monitoring all this stuff to take care of it is a huge thing there and monitoring what's going on. Um, you know, I always tell people it's, uh, I have people sometimes, uh, the way we do our IT is we cover every computer in your business. We don't like to cover, you know, two or three of them. Right. It's like, it's like I tell them it's like, you know, we'll lock three doors on your house and leave the fourth one wide open. You know, it's, it's the same thing. I much mean, doesn't really help the cause in the end. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So it's, it's one of those things, you know, you can't really protect half of the fort, you know, you yeah. protect the whole fort, you know, so that's right. And, uh, so, I mean, it's one of those, one of those things. And then, uh, you know, if anybody, uh, had a, a guy earlier was talking about, um, you know, I, I want your cheapest plan, cheapest plan. I said, well, we, we have two plans, <laughs> you know, it isn't about cheap. It's about doing it. Right. So, uh-huh. uh, yeah. So, um, we, we try not to, you know, do anything cheaply. We, we basically put into effect what we think is the best way to do something and then, uh, do it that way. Right. So.
0: Yeah, man, that's important because uh, just just getting something that costs uh, nineteen ninety five or ninety nine ninety five is not the issue. Getting the proper protection and and the peace of mind that comes from that. I know since you've been working with us and and this is one of the simple things in the life of a small business owner. You know you worry about uh, oh my gosh! I come in this morning. Microsoft said they're updating again and. And i've got to sit there for an hour and a half and wait for them to get through and then hope everything works and you guys address that
1: exactly yeah we we push updates to computers so um you know sometimes well in the, this past year Microsoft broke printers they broke vpn connections all kinds of other stuff on computers so we we manage those updates we don't just allow a computer to take any update it wants we look at the updates we have a list that we uh, industry standard list that we vet these updates from. And then if they're bad and we see issues, then we block them. Mm. And then so your computers never get them in your business. And that's just basically, you know, keeping uh, more uptime for our customers and less problems and then being more proactive. You know, I tell people it's like changing the rule in your car. You don't drive your car 300,000 miles and you know, the mechanic looks at you and goes, Why didn't you change your rule? <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you probably wouldn't make it 300,000 miles, but without changing oil, rule. But, uh, you know, it's like you're proactive on your car, you change your rules, you rotate your tires, you put new brakes on it, new wipers because things wear out. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the same, it's the same thing, same exact concept in cybersecurity. The biggest problem we have when talking to people is they think it's this magical thing and they think cloud and all this other stuff. And, um, you know, cloud, all it really means is somebody else's computer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's not really, you know, to be <laughs> protected and, and it, when I'm explaining stuff to people, it's intangible, so you can't touch it, you can't see it, you can't feel it. So, you know, when I put those new wipers on my car, I can see the results of Mm. my windshield is clear now. You know, whereas IT, I put this new security thing in effect, and it's like, I don't see nothing. So so sometimes people have a hard time spending money on things they can't see, but they really should and that they need in protecting their business.
0: Yeah. you're, you're speaking to my heart we we sell intangibles every day in the insurance business it's a it's a promise for future uh claims control and and at the moment it's just a piece of paper but exactly. later it's of great significance you know
1: <laughs> oh yeah yeah and, that, and we always tell people we're, we're your insurance policy you know you know you never hope you have to use our full abilities of mm-hmm. you know uh, saving you from an attack or, or restoring a backup or any of this stuff but it's there if you yeah. need it um so and it's very very yeah. um pretty hard to deal with i mean we've you know uh and we have to have our proper tools to do the job properly just mm-hmm. like you know you sign all the paperwork get the right coverages and stuff like that on people's insurance you know we put all of the right tools and stuff in place and you know when we have to put on the superman cape and come in and save the day you know <laughs> we know you know that we got what we need to do with instead right. of instead of yeah. uh you know, just like in insurance world, you have a policy, uh, you know, some somebody wrote you that's under, you know, $50,000 policy and you hit an $80,000 car, you know, or something right, like that. Right, right, exactly. So uh, yeah. it's kind of the same thing in our world. You know, we're going to have the right things in place to make sure we can save the day. So,
0: Yeah, and that's part of the commitment you make and to doing your job with excellence is, like you say, you don't have a cheap version. When you do it, you're going to do it right or you're just not going to do it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Our company, we um, are a security first company. So anything we do is focused on that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if there's something <laughs> we won't take on customers and if there's customers that blatantly go against us, uh, we will let them go. Sure. Uh, I can, we don't have to do that very often, uh, but we've had a couple of customers in the past that would just blatantly ignore things and put themselves yeah. at huge risk, which puts us at a huge risk. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's, <laughs> it's like, giving a teenager a car and they keep crashing at the wall over and over again. It's like, at some <laughs> point you got, you got to take it away. <laughs> so uh, that's, that's the same thing we had to do. We've, we've only had two people that way in 20 some years, yeah. but they're just blatantly keep hurting themselves. And we, we, you know, it wasn't just like the first day we take it away. It's, it's, it's going back and training and training and training and talking to them. And this is what we should be doing. But, you know, they go against uh, kind of our rules and stuff we have in place to protect people. Right. And uh, putting computers on, they go buy computers from local stores and put them on there and uh, not let us know that they're buying computers or uh, they go buy other network equipment in place. And it's like, you don't even need this stuff you're buying. And like, quit. So it just, just become a mess and what we'll cause problem after problem. You know, it's like, Okay, if you can't listen to us, we got to stop this.
0: It's kind of like going to the doctor and then not taking the medicine that you've given, or or else just going to the store and buying something off the counter because you like the looks of it instead of uh, what the doctor ordered. So,
1: yeah, 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 exactly. Kind of same premise, but yeah, but yeah, and um, not all IT guys are created equal. I'm not Mm -hmm. saying we're the best people in the world by no means, but there's a lot of IT companies, even here in the Tri Cities, Um, and I won't name anybody, anybody out there, but there's we come in behind other IT companies where people have had issues and struggles, and um, you know uh, we show up and you know in our heads we're like screaming at the top of our lungs mm-hmm. like oh my gosh what are they doing you know yes. so one, one of those things it's like you just see it done so wrong yeah. and not even not even caring to do it right but they're portraying themselves as an IT guy or company and they're not even doing their customers correctly so that's that's the thing that kind of irritates me a little bit is you know. Just like just like an auto mechanic. You can have a great auto mechanic or you can have a, a bad one that doesn't really have to know what they're doing. You know, you can have anything in between. So we deal with the same thing in our field. You know, just because they know a little bit about computers doesn't mean they know what they're doing to protect you properly. Right, right.
0: And that takes uh, that takes technical training. It takes constant education, which you alluded to early in the conversation. That you're always reading and studying and intaking uh, not only just new risk, but how to address those uh, in your profession. So those those kind of things are really important to stay up to date, which is tough in
1: today's world. Exactly, exactly. And we have an internal training program in our in our companies where we're actually ingesting, you know. The newest, latest, greatest threats were, mm. you know, uh, the newest, latest, greatest, you know, technology to protect people. Uh, we're always evaluating what we're doing uh, typically on an annual basis to make sure we're still using the correct products and mm-hmm. doing the correct things. So it's not just a set it and forget it type thing. You got to constantly be reevaluating your business, not yes. just for any business, any business out there, not just IT, but if you have a small business, you should be reevaluating what you're doing on an annual basis to make sure you're still on the right track.
0: So, right. Right. That's true. Well, let me ask you this question. Now, this is a little bit more about your business versus the business you do. Sure. What's What's one of your biggest challenges in in the work in running a business? Is it uh, Is it people, technology, competition? What What is your business
1: challenge? Business challenge. Um, I would say our biggest challenge probably allude back to when I'm talking about stuff that's intangible. Um, you know, trying to get customers to do what you're trying to convey to them and not necessarily do, but stay within the the guidelines of what we're trying to protect them instead of going against us. You know, sometimes we call it in our field, we call it shadow IT, you know, and shadow, shadow IT is the stuff that happens by the end users, you know, the customers, the employees of the businesses. They'll, Hey, I want to go get me a new Alexa and it on the network. (laughs) That should not be as any compliance, any, you know, if you have a doctor's office, you should not have an Alexa. Google Home, any of that stuff yeah. in the business. Anyways, um, so because it's recording everything all the time, and I'm not a big conspiracy theory person, but um it just know, that, is that stuff, <laughs> it, it's just what it does, it records all that stuff and it's not a HIPAA compliant device. Hmm. So so I'll have these doctors' offices, dentists, whatever, and we do a lot of it with HIPAA compliance, and they'll Put all these devices on their network and you come back in it's like what are you doing we're getting alerts on this stuff and I'm like, oh, i want to be able to control my lights no you shouldn't even have the light bulbs <laughs> you know, So, it's, you know this is all this stuff you keep at home you know so yeah. you want us to protect your business you don't buy this uh you know uh, overseas chinese brand light bulb that's going to be hacked in 3.2 <laughs> seconds so so shadow it would be our biggest challenge mm. you know mm. we try and educate our customers make sure they're not doing that but inadvertently um you know people like to do that all the time yeah uh, you know, they think it's okay. You can, know, hey, I got internet, let's just plug it in, you know? So, uh, that's, I'd say that's our biggest challenge. So.
0: Mm, I see. Okay. Well, uh, what, what is your view of the future? Kind of, how do you see the future unfolding in business, uh, in, at least in our geographic area? Is there, uh, any insight you have that, uh, you want to speak to that? Just kind of a broad um, sense.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Broad sense. Um, i mean i think our area is growing quite a bit and it's opening back up a lot with uh, covid numbers way down and stuff so i'm glad to see all that um i mean as far as looking in the future i mean it's I'm, I'm definitely not a future teller but i <laughs> think so but uh um i think it's looking bright um i've seen a huge uptick in our business um in the past probably year year and a half and um with all this stuff kind of dwindling a little bit it's helped out a lot but um if you're a small business out there i'd say definitely keep keep going so
0: yeah. Okay. Well, we always try to end up <clears throat> with the, the best bottom line business tip that you can give. We have, uh, our, our listenership is not large, but it is business owners. And so we try to bring something to the table with a, everybody's perspective is a little different, but if you were going to give your best bottom line business tip, let's wrap up with that
1: yeah yeah if uh, your business just starting off, my best tip to you would be make sure you have a really good accountant, a really good bookkeeper, uh, something along that lines, so even if it's outsourced to a CPA, uh, you know, making the money flow, making sure you uh, do something like uh, the profit first uh, from Mike McAllowitz is a huge help in in, in you know a small business getting started. Um, you know that's that's one of the biggest tips I could give is make sure that you know your numbers, you know your money and you have somebody that can handle that, that you trust. Um, cause you won't go anywhere without having, having those things managed first. And then, you know, everything after that is, you know, uh, a lot easier to do if you had those things in place. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, so true. That's a great tip. Well, listen, you've been a wonderful guest. We appreciate you taking time to talk to us and, uh, we hope to uh, see you soon. Yeah. Sounds great. Thank you. Thanks, Jason. Bye, Bye. Bye now. Well, that's a wrap for today's Business Bottom Line podcast. Take that tip and make your bottom line turn from red to black. Next week, we'll talk with another special guest, and we'll see you right here next time in the jewel city of the mountains, Greenville, Tennessee. This is the Stash saying we're here to inspire, inform, and improve your bottom line so you can grow,
1: grow, grow.